So this podcast, I'm going to focus on different resources for not just disabled people. I'm not really focusing um, around disability, but um, focusing on the financial hardship of disability and resources that can help you manage that. First, I'm going to do my check-in, as I have started to do for each podcast. And I am still cycling a lot. Um, I cycle every late afternoon into an agitated depression. gets gets worse as the night goes on. Um, The last two nights weren't, well, no. I'd say they weren't as bad. The reason why is because I'm actually taking extra Seroquel earlier. I used to start, when I started feeling restless, um, I used to start with the anti-anxiety medication, the Valium, um, and now I'm starting with the, um, I have 100 milligrams of Seroquel, but I'm starting with 50, um, just cut that in half, um, and 50 for the most part is done pretty well except for some more cycling up until a couple of days ago. Um, I'm still taking the diazepam, um, and I have been taking an extra half of that. Well, I shouldn't say an extra half. I always start with just a half, and I usually only take a half. Um, And I think it's five milligrams, um, whatever the sort of normal dose for that is. I cut it in half. Um, But the last two nights, I've taken two of those, probably because I cut down on the Seroquel. Hard to know how to manage that medication. Um, What I do find, though, is that the um, Seroquel makes me drowsy, whereas the um, uh, Diazepam or uh, Valium does not. Now, that does not happen for everyone. But I know that for... um, a lot of people, it, it can make them drowsy, especially if you take a full tablet. Um, if I'm out uh, driving, going to an appointment or someplace, or I have to sit for a while, like my support group, um, I, I'm always taking a half because as soon as I sit down, I have that restlessness. If um, I still have restlessness, I may take another half. But what I don't do is um, take the Seroquel during the day. Um, or if I have to go out or um, mix mix the two um, if I have to go out um, because I will definitely get drowsy and um, that's you know not a good thing if you're driving um, or if you're trying to pay attention um, so going back to my check-in again um, so I've been doing a lot of rapid cycling and what's been frustrating about that is I, I literally don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. And I've been doing that for, what, at least three months now? Um, yeah, about three months. Um, you know, part of it I decided was because the hours are getting shorter. I know the depression's getting worse. And, and that definitely, I think, has a lot to do with um, both the, the cycling into a mixed episode at night because it's an agitated depression right and the um, shorter hours because I do have uh, something akin to seasonal affective disorder 
um, but it's more related to my circadian sleep disorder. Um, now, um, SAD or seasonal affective disorder is also circadian. So there's something off with my circadian brain, um, which I also... Whoa! Sorry there. Kitty cat jumped up and uh, knocked the lamp. Um, but bipolar disorder is, is definitely... Uh, ah, and there she goes. Also uh, circadian. It just seems so obvious to me that it's circadian. Okay, for those of you that haven't listened to previous podcasts about circadian, what basically that's just your daily rhythm. Um, sun and moon. Um, we, our bodies are... Um, guided by the sun and moon and daylight and darkness and um, you know for instance uh, bodily processes and chemicals that get released uh, so or in stop so for instance um, late at, later at night um, melatonin starts flooding our bloodstream and we get tired uh, so so it makes sense if you think about bipolar disorder being related to when certain chemicals um, like um, the, the opposite of melatonin um, that's supposed to wake us up um, you know maybe that's too much of it's flowing in our bloodstream and that makes us agitated um, and of course mood is affected as well especially women know this about hormones and mood and I think especially bipolar women so I realize this is a long check in um, but the depression has been really bad, um, on and off, but mostly on. Um, it's, it's been tough, the evenings. Like, th this evening was fine, I, you know, this evening wasn't bad. Um, yesterday evening, um, was somewhat bad, or was it bad? <laughs> I can't even remember now, but I, I definitely know that, um, like two evenings ago, I don't know, several times a week, it's just been, the depression's been really, really bad in the evening, and and um, sort of on and off during the day, and I, um, you know, where I just feel really overwhelmed, and like, how am I going to get through tomorrow, and like last night, I was thinking I didn't have anything on my schedule today, and I was just so happy, because I could just sleep in and not worry about anything. Okay, so there's my long check-in. Okay, so now let's move on to the subject of this podcast, which is um, resources for people with disabilities, which, of course, I should have said in the beginning, not disabled people, but you know what? Um, I think I can give myself a break since I am a person with disabilities. Um, so the first thing I'd like to talk about are the different um, county uh, resources available. Now... I believe that the first one I want to talk about is called a similar thing and is available in every state, but actually, um, I assume it is. Um, but because we're all in different states, um, programs that I talk about may be um, named differently or uh, have just have different coverage or work differently. I'm hoping all of them you have in your state um, and county, but... You know, I don't know. Um, I well, I should say that I know that um, I have family in Arizona, and um, for instance, what did they they didn't have disabil temporary disability, um, 
or only the, you couldn't do elective coverage for that, only the employers had it. I think that was it. Something like that. <clears throat> but um, anyway, um, the first thing I want to talk about is um, in-home services. So if you have disabilities or a disability that makes it difficult for you to do things in your home or even out of your home, like grocery shop, um, cook meals, run errands, um, even down to bathing, I mean the whole gamut. Um, in my county, it's called uh, adult, elderly, like aging and dis uh, adult, elderly and aging services or something that, like that. But it's also for people with disabilities. Um, and the county pays for a caregiver um, that helps me get groceries, um, helps me clean, though it's hard to find ones that will actually want to clean. They're really okay with doing the groceries and the cooking. Um, and uh, cooks a meal for me, like a casserole, every week. Right now, I'm in between caregivers. You have to be careful about the people you hire, um, even though they get a background through the county, um, get references, check references, and, um, you know, find out that the kind of person they are. I won't go into the details about the problems with my caregiver, but um, it was a good lesson to learn that even though someone may have a background check, it doesn't mean that they don't have issues and aren't going to do things that aren't so great. So, um, anyways, um, because I my depression gets really bad and I, I isolate, um, I have problems going out and getting groceries and cooking meals, that kind of thing. Actually, lately I have to tell you that um, my energy is actually... Uh, I don't know, it's weird. My energy... I've had times I've had a lot of fatigue when I'm not sleeping well, but so maybe it's the motivation's a little bit better, um, or maybe it's just because I've been doing so much physical therapy. I've been I think that's probably it. I've been able to go out. Actually, now I think of it, yeah, that's really it because I really needed to get groceries today or tomorrow, I, or I need to go to the food pantry actually. And um, I just was like, no, I'm not going out today. I'll go tomorrow because I have an appointment tomorrow, and that forces me out. I do, do go out to my doctor's appointment unless I'm super, super depressed. Um, so uh, what's required? Usually um, a disability that states the certain things that you can't do, um, and they interview you, and then they send... Um, or they have a form for the doctor to fill out, and they may, may even interview the doctor. So that's one really good service. First, before I dive in, a um, couple of things. Um, first, um, an exciting thing, my next podcast, I'm going to have a guest. Um, it's uh, someone from my support group that also suffers from bipolar disorder, um, but not the mixed kind. And um, I just thought it'd be really interesting to have her share her story. Everyone has really interesting stories to share. And I'm planning to interview other people down the road from my support group about that. The second thing is I got a really nice comment um, in Apple Podcasts. And I want to thank that person. 
um, for their review, their five stars. Thank you so much. I'm so humbled, and it means so much to me when you review me, give me five stars, because um, I do this to help people and to know that um, people are listening and hopefully benefiting um, means the world to me. It really does, guys. So thank you um, for taking the time to do that. And for this particular person, she thought that maybe um, she actually has mixed bipolar disorder and that was diagnosed incorrectly because she could relate to what a lot of what I have to say. And that is one of the main, main reasons, if not the main reason, <laughs> that I'm doing this podcast because I do believe that a lot of people are misdiagnosed. A couple of other county services are, um, of course, the well, sort of, it's federal and then county. It may be named different things. Well, no, I think it's all called EBT, an EBT card now. But um, uh, where I where I am um, um, versus other states, I know it's called a different program. But basically, we all know it as food stamps. Um, do not ever feel embarrassed by needing assistance. I think the word entitlements is a very negative word that the Republicans came up with. Um, I don't feel entitled. I feel as if I need help. Um, I feel needy in certain areas. Um, My income is very low. Um, This year is the worst that it's been um, since my body crashed uh, about 10, almost, let's see, almost 10 years ago. Yep. And um, food stamps only covers half of my food budget. And the last couple months were financially really, really uh, difficult. The year has been difficult because I've earned so little. And I didn't even realize how much I earned until I did a profit pro, um, profit and loss statement recently for Social Security, or no, for the uh, EBT or the, the food stamps program. Um, <clears throat> but because I was just so out of it. But um, so um, food stamps, yeah, um, you can get that through your county. Um, even though it's a federal program, you'll contact your county for that. Um, and they, they base it on income, how much they give you. And again, it's not a lot. Unfortunately, they base a lot of these, the amounts on, on federal income rather than state income, which is kind of ridiculous. But, um, the recent thing that I've also discovered are food banks and food pantries that churches do through donations. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I'd discovered this um, many moons ago, um, years ago, or I don't know how many years I've been on food stamps. But um, uh, when, when things started getting worse um, income-wise, because... Anyone actually can go down there and get food. Um, And I'm sure there are people that do take advantage of it, unfortunately. But I was just really excited because um, 
I, I, I just didn't have a way. And, you know, this is why I ended up going there. And I thought I had to, like, apply and all this, and it was super easy. Basically, they give f food to anyone, and um, which I don't know is a good thing or not. But um, um, I, uh, it, it's just going to help me out a lot. And, um, of course, uh, many of you may already know about um, disability. So there are two forms of disability. There's SSI, which is Social Security Income. Does the I stand for income? Um, I don't know why it's SSI, not SSD, like Social Security Disability. Anyways, um, and there's SSDI, which is Social Security Disability Income. So I guess it is Social Security Income and Social Security Disability Income, which seems really, really silly, right? Like, how could you distinguish the two? Um, but the first one is if, um, well, let me start back. When you work, you uh, pay taxes, and you pay a certain amount of money into Social Security. Um, so if you have earned a certain amount of money over a certain amount of years, then you may qualify for Social Security disability income Um and that differs, um, and now I'm not an expert, but I know that SSI, which is just Social Security income, is if you haven't worked enough and haven't paid enough taxes. Um, so that would be someone who has to go on disability earlier. I also know that to qualify for Social Security income, SSI, um, you can only have $2,000 or less in your savings, and I believe no other assets, but I could be wrong. Um, I know for Social Security Disability Income, SSDI, um, it, there's no limit on cash, and you can have uh, assets like a home. Um, yeah, not sure about the home part for SSI, but I I don't believe you can have assets, but I can be completely wrong. So, uh, but anyways, the the time to apply or the time to get accepted um, for each of those um, can take a very long time. Um, it's harder to get SSDI because most of those people that have paid into taxes. I should say it's harder for people with psychiatric disorders um, unless you've been hospitalized a lot and you're hosp hospitalized often. Um, but but people that are have been functional over the years or some mostly functional over the years, it's harder because um, usually people that have paid into the system enough um, have skills, um, job skills, right? Because they've been working and paying into the system. And um, I do feel like I have been, uh, as if I have been um, discriminated um, against that because I have an education and I have skills. And, and that was why, when it, I think the, the major reasons why they um, didn't, well, they turned me down um, at least the first time, crossing my fingers in the second time. Um, if you're a believer, please pray for me that I'm going to get disability this time. 
Um, so sometimes people have to get um, attorneys. Um, I did have an attorney my first time for SSDI. Uh, didn't help me. Um, I did have a bad judge, unfortunately. That was my bad luck. And um, my attorney was newer, newer at it, and I do think that that also was a reason why it didn't go through well. Um, I don't know. There are multiple things that um, I think were issues, like things taken out of context in my hearing. But anyway, um, those are the the disability uh, resources. The last resources I want to tell you about are actually really, really great. And I didn't even know about these options until um, my last counselor told me about them. But basically, they are your um, representatives and senators. So congressmen and senators. Now, each one does or can help you in a different way. So senators can help you with state uh, state entities or state agencies, and your congressman can help you with county agencies and federal agencies. Now I, I don't know if that seems confusing to you, but it was it's always been confusing to me because I keep on thinking that a senator. Sh I don't know, for some reason to me, a senator is like higher level, and so they should help me with federal issues, but whatever, they don't, the congressman does. Um, and so where these guys are coming really, really handy is when you are having problems getting uh, benefits for um, particularly the counties, um, I notice, play games. Um, I'll give you an example. For my food stamps application, twice they've done this, where um, they set up an interview, a phone interview, and um, schedule it. And the day of the interview is literally the day of or the day after that I received the notice about the interview. So, of course, then I've missed the interview, and then... Uh, they make me have to reschedule, but it's, I just, it's just more work to try to get me, um, you know, not calling back or not, not sending in the, because I have to send in paperwork and not sending paperwork. I just think they play tricks, honestly, because, um, also another uh, piece of advice is when you send any of these agencies forms, send them priority mail or certified mail. Now, I send everything priority mail because I can do that online through um, the USPS website, and certified mail, you have to go to a post office, which is a trip. Um, and um, since I don't get out too much, that's that's more difficult. Um, so yeah, always send everything um, so you can track it, so you have proof that you've sent it. Um, otherwise, there's another, another way they could play games. I've even faxed paperwork through their office where, you know, they had like a remote office um, in my town with a fax where you can fax documentation and I'll get a receipt and they still tell me, send me notices saying they didn't receive my paperwork. So I don't know if they're just incredibly disorganized, but um, 
it's just I've constantly had problems. Um, so I've gone to my congressman, I've gone to my senator, and I will tell you the congressmen are great um, about when they when they do help you with this. They literally have direct lines to these agencies. They don't have to wait on hold for 20 minutes like we do. And it will get the attention of the agency. Um, because with my food stamps, for instance, when I first contacted the congressman, I got um, not only a direct line to a manager, but an email. They were emailing me so I could email back and forth, uh, you know, and didn't have to play phone tag games, which is another thing they did with me um, when I missed that uh, interview appointment because they didn't send the notice in time. The, the woman said, give me a call back, and of course she never called me back. Um, so yeah, take advantage of your congressmen and senators. Um, this is a big reason they're there. They're there to work for us. And I wish I had known about that um, 30 years ago. But now you know about it, and hopefully that will help you a lot um, because, you know, those uh, benefits are there um, for the people that need them, and we de deserve them when we need them. So um, I think that's it. Um, unless I can think of anything else, I will add it. Um, but hopefully, um, you know, these, these few tips will, um, benefit you or benefit someone you know that is struggling, um, to get benefits. And that pun was not intended. <coughs> oh, I did think of one more thing. I knew I was going to. Um, the other thing that is really helpful, um, or the other things are um, nonprofit agencies that have advocates or advocacy centers, especially for the mentally ill. That is what I'm using now for my disability um, reapplication. And the guy who's doing my application and handling my case, um, like an attorney would handle it um, in terms of getting copies of all the paperwork and filing paperwork for me and and calling me and telling me what I need to do. Um, actually worked for one of the Social Security offices um, in my county. So there's a, you know, I think there's an advantage to that. Someone that knows the system knows how it works. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much more of a chance um, that gives me. Um, I certainly, even though they denied me after the first, after the application, the reapplication, um, uh, but it did get a little bit better since this time they said, well, yes, you are disabled, but maybe not disabled enough. <laughs> that was progress. Um, but, um, and also they don't take a cut because, of course, attorneys, they don't take uh, any money up front, but they will take, uh, I think it's 20 or 30 percent of um, back pay, disability back pay, which unfortunately because I reapplied, I won't be getting back pay for all the many years that uh, the four and a half, was it four and a half, five years that um, I went through disability before? Can you imagine all that money I would have gotten? Um, yeah, they suck. Um, 
but um, would be less money this time, so maybe they'll give it to me. But in any case, I don't have to give the center anything, but I think I would donate. So um, uh, rely on those advocacy centers. Women's centers are great for helping um, fill out paperwork and, and learning about resources um, for food, and they can help you fill out paperwork for um, uh, different uh, county services like food stamps and, and 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 well that's yeah county federal and so forth so um, yeah rely on those agencies all right lastly I just want to first thank you guys for all your support I so appreciate all the great reviews and comments that you've already left and please ask that you can continue them the reason why I do this is to help people, and when I get your feedback through your great reviews or comments um, and sharing, then I feel like that this is worth it, and it helps encourage me to go on and especially to keep doing this. So please, I would appreciate if you could take the time to leave me feedback, obviously positive feedback preferred. Um, I, that would just be wonderful. Um, and that allows me to move higher up in these podcast apps to reach more people. And that's the goal. That's what I want to do is to help you and your loved ones. I also want to remind you that I have a blog, um, that's bipolarmixed.wordpress.com. So it's the disordered first bipolar, then mixed, M-I-X-E-D, wordpress.com. Lastly, I have to thank my friend Jill Moran for her wonderful music in the beginning and the end. She is a composer and she recently started out um, doing composing for film and podcasts and everything else you can think of. Um, she did an original score for me. She can do um, music for you, and she um, is very reasonable uh, and moving up quickly. You can reach her on Twitter at jillmimo.com. That's J as in Jill, I L L M as in Mary, I is in India, M as in Mary, O, uh, Jill at, or at jillmimo on twitter.com. Uh, okay, thanks guys. Um, uh, God bless you. I wish you well. Hang in there and I will see you next or talk to you next time.